הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שבתורנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכנה עפר הקדוש המשל בארצנו. ובבחן רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו לאמנך, נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגי בן שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן ומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. בעזרת השם, חודש טוב, חנוכה שמח. ברוך השם, today we're going to start um, where we left off last class um, in the middle of section 6 of Torah Bet. of the second Torah, of the Kutum Morantinyana. Section 6, in the middle, we see the story of Rabbi Eliezer HaGadol. Um, so let's see. And this is the story of Rabbi Eliezer the Great with the oven of Achnai. Okay, let's see what this means. And look in uh, the Gemara Baba Metzia, over there, page 59, to see the entire story. Rabbi is going to explain the significance of the story here. As we know over there in the, in the Gemara, it's written, that Rabbi Yezer, the Halakha is like him in every single place that we see Rabbi Yezer, it's mentioned like, that the Halakha follows him. And he wanted to show everyone that he merited this perfection of speech as we were talking about last class, that he merited perfect speech which is Lashon HaKodesh, meaning that Rabbi Yezer HaGadol was trying to tell everyone that he had attained This perfect fourfold speech, that one merits only through the study of halachot and renewing in halacha. In, the, uh, in, um, in creating novelties in Jewish law. And therefore he said, what did Rabbi Eliezer HaGadol say? Let the carob tree prove it. Let the stream of water prove it. Let the walls of the, the house, of, house of study prove it. And let the heavenly voice prove it. Why did he mention these four examples? The carob tree, the stream of water, the walls of the house of study, and the heavenly voice. Because these four things represent the four, um, the, the fourfold speech. The four categories of perfect speech, as we said. Because we know that tzadikim, the righteous people, are they are the mighty ones who do God's bidding. Who do God's uh, words. Who follow God's words. As it's brought down in the verse. It's brought down in Tehidim, chapter 103, verse 20. And we know as brought down in the Zohar Parashat Echad that the tzaddikim are these mighty people who do God's bidding, as is written over there. Meaning that they they govern, um, they're able to do and to govern with their speech according to their desire. Meaning that tzaddikim can use their speech according to the way they want to. And therefore, Rabbi Eliezer Agador wanted to show everyone. That he had attained this perfect fourfold speech. And that he was able to do with his speech according to his desire, according to what he wanted. Meaning to change nature according to his desire. Meaning to let the stream of water prove it. That the carob tree would prove it. That the walls of the Beit HaMidrash would prove it. The heavenly voice would prove it. That all these four things, which would, um, that each and every one of those things would do a miracle. That he was showing that his speech had the power to change nature. And why? Because he had attained this, this perfect speech. And he was proving this with these four, uh, these four things that we talked about. Which represent these four categories of speech. Now Rabban is going to explain how each of those things prove it. Let the carob tree prove it. 
What does this represent? This is the aspect of the speech of charity. The first type of speech that we mentioned. Because uh, carob represents charity. Because when you plant a carob tree, it's only for later generations. Page 23. As brought down in the story with Chonia um, Magel, with this awesome sage who found a person planting carobs and he asked him, Why are you planting carobs? So what did the man respond? I found a world with carobs. Because just as my ancestors planted for me, I too will plant for my children. Meaning that even though I won't reap the rewards in my lifetime, my children will too, will, will, my children will reap the rewards just as I reap the rewards of my fathers. So caribs represents charity because charity is not for yourself, it's for others. We see that the carib is only for later generations. Just like charity, which is for later generations. As Rabbi Chia, this awesome sage, writes in the Gemara Shabbat, page 151b, when a, a pauper comes, when a poor person comes, be quick to offer bread. Because um, be quick to offer bread so that others are quick to offer bread to your kids. For poverty is a wheel that turns around the world. Meaning that it's a wheel that sometimes you're on the top and sometimes you're at the bottom. So this is charity. Charity is this idea for later generations so that these people, these pop. So that later generations, when you're quick to offer bread, your children might too need to have uh, need to receive bread from others, and people will give it to them quickly. And Rabenu adds, "Amata the stream of water. How does this? What is the stream of water? What type of speech is that? This is the speech of returning to God. As it's brought down in Echa chapter two, Shifchi Pour out my heart like water." Um, or pour out your your heart like water, before the presence of God. So we see this is idea of teshuvah, returning to Hashem with the idea of water, just tefillah, etc., all this stuff. Um, third thing, the walls of the the house of study, as is brought down in the verse over in the Gemara, zebchinat hashirim. This represents the wealthy people. Which the wealthy people are like a mound that everyone turns to. As is brought down in the Zohar Kadosh. Because the rich have many friends. As is brought down in Mishleh. And everyone turns to the wealthy people. They are the mound that everyone turns to. Katle comes from Ketel, like a mound. Ketel Shakol Poninbo. Which is like the Bet Amikdash also. The Bet Amikdash was the mound that everyone turned to. But Katle, uh, um, the walls, come from the word this Tel, Ketel, like the, the mound. So these wealthy people are like this Tel, this mound which everyone turns to because everyone needs their money. This is what it says, Kale Bet Amikdash, Bechinat Dorshe Hashem As it brought down in the verse, this is why it's written over there in the story. The walls of the Beit Hamidrash will prove it. Why? Why the walls of the Beit Hamidrash? Bechinat Dorshe Hashem lo yachzur cholotov. What is Beit Hamidrash? The house of Midrash of study. Dorshe Hashem, those who seek out God, coming from the same word Midrash. Dorshe Hashem, those who seek out God, lo yachzur cholotov will not lack any goodness, meaning they'll have all the good that is accessible to them. 
Then what Sadiqim Dorsha Hashem meaning those wealth those righteous people who seek Agar Shekoltu Nimshach Mehem. All good things are drawn from these people, these righteous people. Um, however, the merit of the righteous benefits the world, but not themselves, as it's brought down in uh, the Gemara Chulin, page 86. They, they do it for others. And all the good stems from these righteous people, because the righteous people themselves have nothing. They draw all the good into the world. As it says, as the sages say about this awesome sage, Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa, over there in the Gemara, the entire world is sustained because of my son Hanina. This is God who's saying this. And with my son Hanina, it's enough for him, just a mere measure of caribs to survive. So we see that everyone was sustained through Hanina ben Dosa, this tzaddik. So we see that the tzaddikim draw all this good into the world and they don't even, it doesn't even benefit themselves. The Khanina ben Dosa can survive only off one carib. The Alkan, and therefore, therefore these wealthy people are called the walls of the Beit HaMidrash, the, wall, the walls of this uh, study house. Meaning because they are the, the they are not Katle, the walls, but Ketel, they are the, the mounds that everyone turns to because they are wealthy. And all the good that these wealthy people have is drawn from them from the Beta Midrash. What does it mean, Beta Midrash? The house of Meaning those who seek our God who don't lack anything. Meaning, where do the wealthy people receive their Shefa, their influx from? From those people who seek our God, those Tzadikim, which all the good stems from them. So, this is why. Um, as we see the third type of uh, example over there in the Gemara, in, uh, with regard to the story of Rabbi Eliezer, um, has to do with the speech of the wealth, of the wealthy people, as Rabbi just proved. And the final speech, Batkol, which represents in the story, the Batkol, the heavenly voice that would prove it, Zebchinat Malchut, this represents kingship. Because it is brought down um, in the Gemara Brachot, and look in the Zohar also, the Gemara Brachot, it, it brings down that the voice emerges from the six rings of the Kaneh, of the windpipe. There are six rings in the in the windpipe, Bechinat Malchut. And Rabbeinu is saying that these six rings of the windpipe represent kingship. How? He's going to prove this from the verse in Malachim, book 1, chapter 10. Bechinat is brought down, Shesh Ma'alot, like he said, the throne had six steps. Which throne? The throne of kingship. The throne of kingship had six steps, meaning the throne has six, which represent these six rings of the windpipe. Nimtza, we find. We see that Rabbi Eliezer was showing us with these four things, that he had attained the perfect fourfold speech, meaning the four categories of speech that we mentioned above. But nonetheless, Rabbi Eliezer did not pay attention that he attained this. Because even um, Rabbi Lezer who attained this level, we know that when it comes to the single people versus the many, it, the halakha, the law always follows like the many. Because this is very precious in God's eyes. Because as we saw in last, yesterday's class, this represents the revelation of God's simple unity from the aspect of diverse phenomena, 
from the differences that occur within each and every day of creation, etc., the six days. Meaning, from the differences come, where do all these differences stem from? From this Ahdut Pashut, the simple unity of God. That that simple unity represents Shabbat Kodesh. So we see the Halakha follows like the many because it takes the fact that these many different people, these diverse phenomena are coming together to agree on one idea shows the greatness of Hashem just like all the six days of the week or all these diverse phenomena stem from something which is simple unity, which is God Himself. And this is what God uh, said um, in the Gemara Baba Metziah, page 59b, 59a. What did He say? My sons have defeated me. Has brought down in that story um, with regard to the Rabbi Lezer Agador that even with all these miracles, uh, the Chachamim said that Allah still, even though the Batkol came to prove Rabbi Lezer was right, we still don't follow Rabbi Lezer. <laughs> Which is awesome because even if Hashem came to bring down the answer, even if God came and, came and agreed with Rabbi Lezer, nonetheless, we do not follow God and Rabbi Lezer. Why? Because it's very simple. They are single in comparison to the many. Um, they are the minority, in comparison to the majority. So look how awesome it is. Look what God says in the My sons have defeated me, God says. Meaning, what is Nitzchuni Banai? My sons have defeated me. We talked about the idea of my sons. The element of the son was victorious, not the servant, but the son, which represents Shabbat, not the weekdays. Because the fact that these the majority agreed to one um, knowledge, this represents Shabbat Bechinat Ben Kana, which represents the day of um, which represents the concept of sun, as we saw above. This is why it's brought down in Tehidim, chapter one hundred. It says over there in the verse, "Serve God with joy." Because as we saw above in the lesson. What is Ivdu? Ivdu represents Avdut, servitude, which represents Metat, the angel Metat, who engages in the world for God during the six days of the week. Who is God's messenger in the six days of the week, whereas Shabbat is directly governed by God Himself. So what? Ivdu Hashem Besimcha. What is Simcha? Shabbat Kodesh. Meaning, draw the Simcha to the aspect of Ivdu, which is what? Eved, to servitude. Meaning, draw the aspect of joy, which is Shabbat, into the six days of the week, as we talked about. And this is why it says, that is brought down in the same Tehillim over there. Um, know that God, Yudke Vavke, is Elohim. Meaning, what is Hashem, who Elohim? That Yudke Vavke, this type of name of God is the same as Elohim, this other name of God. Meaning one of Yudke Vavke represents God's trait of mercy, attribute of mercy. And Elohim represents God's attribute of uh, divine judgment. Which means what? Know that Yudke Vavke is Elohim. That there's no difference. This is simple unity. That all the differences are actually one. There is no difference. And how do we reveal that there's no difference to know that Hashem is Elohim, that actually there's no difference between judgment and mercy, it's all good, it's all Hashem. To teach us what? That all that the only way to reveal this is through whenever we draw joy the simcha of Shabbat, the joy of Shabbat, into the six days of the week, which represent the aspect of servant as we saw above. That's the awesomeness of what Rabbeinu is teaching us. This amazing, amazing idea.
<clears throat> that the only way we were, we're able to reveal that simple unity of God is through, um, is whenever we're able to bring the Simcha of Shabbat into the six days of the week. And this is the aspect of Chanukah, which is perfect timing. Because the days of Chanukah are days of giving thanks, of gratitude, which we said is the delights of the world to come. The aspect of halachot, Jewish laws, code of the Jewish codes of law. That through the Jewish codes of law, one merits perfect speech. And how do you merit that perfect speech? Through the revelation of truth. That truth is illuminated within speech. That speech is not perfect until it has truth. That was Rabbanu's way of putting all the ideas that we mentioned before together. And now Rabbanu adds this element. This represents the, the oil of the candles of Chanukah. As it brought down in the verse Dvarim chapter 33, The this, um, the Urim V'tumim, was the, um, that parchment behind the Choshen Mishpat, behind that Choshen that was placed on the chest of the, behind the breastplate on the chest of the Kohen Gadol, the, the great priest was this Urim uh, Vetumim, these divine names that when the Kohen would need um, a piece of advice from God, he would ask the question, and these Urim Vetumim, these divine names, would illuminate the breastplate, giving him the answer for what he needed. Nonetheless, it was very, very special practice that Hashem uh, ordained to the Kohen Gadol. So, what does it say? Tumecha Veorecha, the Urim Vetumim, Leish Chasidechas, for your man of kindness. <clears throat> which is a reference to the Kohen Gadol, because the Kohen Gadol represents Chesed, as we know. Meaning, now Rabbi is going to explain this. Through the benevolences, which represent those codes of Jewish law, because we said the Jewish law in itself is this aspect of Chesed, when the, the law is, is born, it's the aspect of Chesed in the world. And once that Chesed is born, that truth of light, that light of truth is revealed. As it says in the verse, Tumecha is this aspect of emet. Your innocence, your truth, and urecha, your light. Meaning the light of that truth is revealed by ish chasidecha when the chesed is born, which is the halachot. Meaning when the chasadim are born, when the chasadim are born into the world, when the chesed is brought, once you reveal these halachot, when you study these halachot, then what happens? You have tumecha veurecha, which is the light of truth. And this is the aspect of the oil, which is the light of truth. And it says in Tehillim chapter 43, send your light and your truth. Which is the aspect of shemen, of oil. You need to place the Chanukia when we light the Chanukia on Chanukah, when we light the candelabra on Chanukah. We have to place it next to the entrance of our door. It says in the verse in Micha, chapter 7, the openings of your mouth. Why the mouth? The speech that we talked about. Because that truth, which is present within the oil that we light during Chanukah, has to illuminate within a person's speech. The opening of your words illuminates. What is petach? The opening of your words, which is what we talked about earlier. Pitcheficha, the opening of your mouth, which is also 
how you have to place the oil at the opening. Why? Because that oil, which is truth, is at the opening. So it's the opening of your words that illuminates. That the truth is illuminating within your words. And then once you do so, you're able to draw the joy of Shabbat within the six days of the week. Through or via the holy language, the holy tongue, which is the perfection of speech. This is why it says, Chanukah, the name Chanukah comes from Chanukah. Chanukah Chanukah is upon the words Chanukah um, as it's brought down in the Tikkun Azor, we also look at the Ran um, on the Rif on Shabbat, page, uh, Gemara Shabbat, page 21b. Chanukah hey, they rested on the 25th. Shabbat. This is the aspect of Shabbat. What is Chanu? They rested. This is Shabbat. Because we know Shabbat is this idea of rest. Naicha. Rest. Shebo mekushar leshon hakodesh. That with, on Shabbat, you have this concept of the Lashon HaKodesh, the holy tongue tied to it. That the concept of the Lashon HaKodesh is tied to Shabbat. Shubchinat koto varechu. And what's Lashon HaKodesh? It's kote varechu. So you shall bless. What's ko? Chafhe. They rested, which is Shabbat. Chafhe. Which is ko tevarechu, the idea of lashon hakodesh, which is has the blessings. Bilashon hakodesh, ko tevarechu, so you shall bless. Uh, you shall bless like so. Bilashon hakodesh with the with the holy tongue. The blessings come through the holy tongue, which is ko in this case. Can you scan that? We see. So chanu chavhe, chanu is Shabbat. Chavhe is lashon hakodesh, which are tied together. That's what Chanukah is. Because when you light the oil by the entrance, now you illuminate speech with truth, and now that that speech, which is perfect, is Lashon Hakodesh, it's tied to Shabbat Kodesh, which is Chanukah, Chanuf Chavhe. La Simcha she Shabbat Meir, the Sheshet Imachol, and those six, and that joy of Shabbat, sorry, illuminates the six days of the week. Shem Gamken Bechinat Chanukah, which is also the aspect of Chanukah, Bechinat Chanoch. Why? Because Chanukah from, comes from the, the name Chanoch, that Tzadik who ended up becoming the angel Metat, that God took Chanoch early, instead of making him die, Chanoch went up alive, and became the angel Metat. Eved, who is the aspect of servitude, who rules during the six days of the week, that is brought in the verse, that he will console us, from our actions, and from our, the toiling of our hands. Meaning what? Meaning, the aspect of Nachamu, of Naicha, of rest, will be implemented within the Itvon within the toiling of her hand, which is the six days of the week. This is the joy of Shabbat, which is drawn into the six days of the week. And this is why it says in this week's parasha, um, and I'm recording this before Shabbat, so it's very applicable, but nonetheless, even after Shabbat, you're going to see this awesome chidush, how it all ties together. And it happened at the end of two years. Of days. And it happened at the end of two years of days. What did that mean? Shinatayim after two years, Yamim of days. So let's see. I'm not going to pick this apart. Miket at the end. Hanusov, this is the end. Which we said is Halachot. Why does Halachot represent the end? Because Halachot represent the delights of the world to come. Shehubasof, and the world to come comes at the end, at the end of a person's lifetime. Bezeu. And this is what it says. Shenatayim Yamim, two years. Yamim of days. What does that mean? Because Hamar Rabbanu Zeman Chazal Chachamim said in Gemara Chagiga, page five B, 
שיום אחד בשנה חשוב שנה. who was always anguished, meaning there was a person who would literally come to the yeshiva for one day of the year. And he was always pained and anguished. Until Rabbi Yochanan expounded the Oti Yom Yom Yidroshun as it's brought down in the Yeshaya chapter 58, um, verse 2, if I'm not mistaken. The Oti Yom Yom Yidroshun. They seek me day and day. They seek me out day and day. This is God saying this. Meaning they seek me out day and day. What is a day and day coming to teach us there? That one day of the year is considered an entire year. So this consoled the student of one day. This is what it says. Two years and days. Meaning those days which are considered years. Through the study of Halachot. When you study Halachot, you're able to turn those days into years. As brought down the verse, they seek me day and day. And Rabbi Natan writes in parentheses here that the, the end of this explanation of this verse of Parashat Miket, we do not hear the uh, merit to hear uh, the explanation of the verse according to this lesson. We only merit it to hear that, but the end of the verse we do not merit to hear. And at the time um, when a person's heart is in trouble, as we saw earlier in this lesson, the lungs are also in distress. When the heart is in distress, the lungs too. Because the lungs sustain and maintain the body. Because the lungs maintain the white moisture, which is the phlegm. And it draws the moisture to the body. Because the body has movement, which dry out the body. Because we know that movement dehydrates, because it creates heat. Therefore, the essence of maintaining something, how, do they maintain, how is the body maintained? Through the lungs. Which draws moisture. Therefore, when the heart is in trouble, when all those bloods surge and um, flood the heart, then the heart starts pounding with great pounding, great pulse. So what happens? The lungs begin to breathe very deeply. And then the lungs dry out. And through this, the body dries out. Because the lungs are maintaining the moisture. But if the lungs dry out, then there's no more moisture to the body. God forbid. But oil is a healing to the lungs. As the, as the world says, that oil brings moisture. Meaning that oil that we mentioned above. The oil of the menorah. Which is, um, which is supposed to rectify all the pains and the troubles a person is going through, all the anguish of the heart. So that shemen is able to rectify the distress of the lungs and the heart, etc. Therefore, when a tzaddik, at the beginning, when a tzaddik is going through some sort of trouble and anguish, there are many, many souls within this world 
and in the world to come that are mekonani, um, they're they're doing lamentations and they're grieving over the tzaddik's pain. Also, the shechina uh, laments as well. Because even over the blood of the wicked people, the Shekhinah is doing lamentations. All the more so when it comes to the blood of Tzadikim. In the Gemara Sanedrin, page 46, 46. It's brought over there. When the Tzadik merits a healing, as I mean, then everyone is consoled. And then, Joy is brought down to everyone. As in the verse in Yeshayab, uh, chapter 57, I will heal him. And I will bring comfort to him. And to, his, and to those who grieve for him. Meaning what? Once the tzaddik is healed, Meaning we draw, now once a tzaddik is healed, consolation is drawn to all those who mourn for him, all those neshamot who mourn for the tzaddik's pain. Meaning now simcha is drawn to those people who were once in pain. Rabbeinu says that mizmor letoda, that mizmor of Tehidim chapter 100, is propitious for a woman who's struggling to give birth. Meaning it's good to say when a woman is struggling to give birth. Because a song of Toda, of thanksgiving. If you take the first letters, it's Mem and Lamed. Which is the numerical value of 70. Because as we say, as it's brought down in the Zohar Parashat Pinchas, that the woman before she gives birth screams 70 screams. And that 70 screams is already hinted to in the first two words of Mizmor HaTodah. First two um, words, the first letters of those two words. Mem Lamed, which comes to the numerical value of 70. Representing the 70 screams. And um, this Mizmor, this chapter Tehidim, has 168 letters. And Kasach, if you take the letters Kasach, and you do Adbash, Adbash is basically replacing the first letter of the Torah with the last letter of the Torah, meaning the Aleph with the Taf, the Bet, the second letter with the second to last letter, the Shin, etc., etc., etc. So we see Kuf Samechet. So what are we going to do with the Kuf? The Kuf turns into a Dalad, because it's the fourth to last letter, and the Dalad is the fourth letter from the beginning. The Samech is replaced with the Chet, and... Um, And the chet is replaced with the samech. <laughs> so what do we see? Kasach becomes chesed. Mix around the letters. The kaf is the dalet, the samech is the chet, and the chet of kasach is the samech. Kasach is chesed be'adbash. Shalidiyah chesed, meaning through chesed, the kindness. Bechinat halachot, which we said is halachot, as we saw above. The kindness is the tamid chachamim. The kindness, sorry, that uh, those people provide for tamid chachamim. When they brought halachot, they draw down kindness into the world, etc., etc. The entire analogy we brought in the first class. The first aspect of this lesson. So it's through chesed, which is halachot ha'olada ben akel kanal. That comes uh, in easy birth, as we saw over there, the, the connection between tamchei um, o'gaita, those people who support uh, Talmudic scholars, and a woman giving birth. There's 43 words in this 
chapter of Tehilim, because the only reason why it's very difficult for a woman to give birth is because there's an evil husk, which is saying, Gzoru, cut. Um, I brought down in, uh, in Menachim, chapter 1, um, verse 3, oh, sorry, book 1, chapter 3, sorry. Neither me, nor yours, etc., etc. Because that Klippah is saying, I don't want this newborn child to go out into the world. And corresponding to these 43 um, uh, words within this chapter, corresponds to the word Gam, which is the numerical value of 43. It's just reversed. Mem Gimel turns into Gam, which is the Gam Li Gam Lach, neither me nor for you. Which is what that klipa, that evil force, is saying. So that gum, that the evil forces uh, are telling this woman that they didn't want to allow her to give birth. Um, how do we reverse it through the forty-three letter uh, words in the mizmor letoda? Because this mizmor of teinim is propitious for a woman who has difficulty giving birth, as we said above. Baruch Hashem, that's it for today. Um, God willing, tomorrow we will do lesson three of Likutim Oharan. Baruch Hashem, we had the merit to study this most awesome lesson. And to Bezat Hashem, may we go from lesson to lesson applying the advice of Rabbi Noah Kadosh.